We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. We heard it. <laughs> that means we're starting. Hello. Hi. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Winding with, with nurses. nurses. I'm Sarah. I'm Jen. And I'm Desi. Welcome back, Jen. Yay. I you, know it's been a long time. <laughs> it has been. And you've had your baby now. I have my baby. This is the first time you I'm doing the podcast, human. the new updated podcast, without being pregnant, guilt-free drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It was kind of sad before when you were like, I'll just smell it. It just takes a little bit. She would pour it. And I'm like, no, a little more. (laughs) (laughs) A little more. (laughs) Right. Well, welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be back. And you're going to tell us all about your... uh, your birth story today, right? Yes. All the, the My details. Birth story. <laughs> <laughs> All the juicy details. But first, we're going to open yeah. this wine. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do that first. You're going to need that when you hear my story. <laughs> um, would you hold this for me? So, oh, you want me to What's been going right on? In? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a baby. <laughs> That's been pretty much controlling my life. No, he's great. He's your overlord. Yes. <laughs> yep. So this is like my one escape. He's not with me. Attached to me. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So what do we have here? Uh, this is called mine with an exclamation point. Sparkling red wine. Mine. Oh, and it's mine. Sorry. It's all mine. <laughs> now that it's in my it's hands. Bring, each, each person should be bringing a bottle by now, right? <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. This is Sarah's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Aptly labeled. Um, so this says Napa Valley Sparkling Red Wine uh, Sparkling from Delectus red. Winery in Clear Lake. Mm. Well, that's not Napa Valley. It says Napa Valley. Oh, wait. It says produced and bottled in Clear Lake. Okay. So. so but it was grown in Napa Valley. I assume so. It I doesn't have a whole sneaky. lot of information yeah, on here. Yeah. Except it says, in true Delectus fashion. Who's Delectus? Oh, I've seen that name. Uh, it's in Napa Valley. It's, I've seen it either on the trail or uh, on the highway. It's one of those wineries. Oh. Is that a god or a goddess, Delectus? It's your mom. I don't know. We're going to have to look that one up. How do you spell it? <laughs> <laughs> D-E-L-E-C-T-U-S. In delectous fashion, even our bubbles are made from red wine without a drop of sweetness. Brute, it says in parentheses. This unique, bright, and effervescent wine is a great compliment to almost any meal, but we don't have it alone. Um, As we always say, it's mine, but we'll share. So, well... Who says that? I don't say no, that. No, <laughs> serious sharing issues. But fine, I will. So have a glass or two, but remember, it's best when shared with friends and family. Oh, Enjoy chilled. Oh, yay. We're going to do all that. I've never had sparkling red wine. You know, I've had a couple, and they're not always my favorite, but this one is so far, I think, the best I've, I've tasted, or Sarah's my favorite of the so ones. So going with her word. So yes, it is in Napa Valley in St. Helena. Delectus winery. Do you know what, does Delectus mean something? Like, does it come from a thing? I don't know, it's a family-owned winery, so... Maybe it's somebody's name. Yeah, it could be. There's not much going on there. (laughs) Um, So, I have a Wine of the Month Club wine. 
this is a new thing we're doing, Jen. It's just where we whine about something. Like it's an actual oh, complaint. Yes, an actual complaint. Yeah. So there's somebody who works at our hospital who's not a nurse or a doctor. She's not a clinical person. She has another role, and I'm not going to say what her role is because it might identify the person. I feel um, like I already you know. know who it is. I'm sure. <laughs> Immediately, I feel oh, it in my bones. Oh my god! I'm so annoyed with her this week. There's a particular patient who she has her eye on for uh, one reason or another, and she's just and I had this patient for three days in a row and it's a very sick person and um he's on a lot of he's getting a lot of interventions and medications and he's really sick and he came in looking okay and then after being in the hospital for I don't know a couple weeks now I think he's been there he's not looking so hot and he doesn't seem like he's doing so well and she just has taken special interest and she'll be at his bedside like a lot throughout the day and then she'll come up and ask me questions that I'm like one I don't even know if I'm supposed to share things with her because she's not a clinical person it's not like a need to know thing you know and two uh it she's just another person that I have to explain things to when I'm very busy and especially with him in particular mm-hmm. and she's like oh no he doesn't seem like he's doing very well and I'm like yeah he's not doing very well well what do you think it is I'm like it's bad he's really sick you know and it's just like all day every day she's just constantly in my oh face gosh. and and she'll like chase you down like at what I had this patient at one point and <clears throat> I was in the middle of something decently critical and he wanted something for nausea he was feeling a little nauseous and she came in like I had the CNA tell me I said okay I'll get get to that next I'll get to that next and then she came and like harassed not harassed me but was in my face about it too and then went back and waited with him until I got there Man. You know, and that just doesn't make me look good, you know? No, it doesn't. So like, oh, where's the nurse? Night shift? Yeah. I was about to say, like, that sounds like a day shift problem. It was, oh, it was yeah. Around. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> it was right at the beginning of shift. <laughs> oh, man. But even on night shift, you get these weird people trying to. The DSPs carried yes. over. I lost the sound all of a sudden. I can't hear anybody now. Uh-oh. Takeshi, what's happening? Get with it, man. He's reading articles. Like, oh, that fixed it. Things. And we're back on the horn here. (laughs) (laughs) Just circle back around. Uh, Good old Google told me what Delectus is. It's a book of selected passages, especially for learners of Latin or Greek. Hmm. So you were on the right right path with that whole Greek or something. It's going to be... A god sounds more exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a cooler than like a couple pages. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's give it a go. Anybody else have any... uh, Wine of the Month Club wines. You haven't been working, but no, you can have working. general gripes and complaints. Go for oh, it. No, you'll get to hear my complaints when I talk about being a patient at the hospital. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> On the other side of the coin there, yeah. that's going to be good so to know. So you'll hear my complaints. Which but. is my biggest fear, by the way, being a patient in the hospital. And yeah. you did it, and here you are. You're still alive. I know. <laughs> you didn't you get any bed sores, did you? No. You turned to you too? Float yep, your heels. They, people made sure to do that. I'm sure they were charting it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were. <laughs> this tastes to me kind of like a sparkling Cabernet. I, it doesn't say anything like about the grapes used or anything on the bottle, which is strange because I don't know. Usually it does. Um, <laughs> so that's yeah. just my guess. It tastes like a sparkling yeah. cab. It it's does. weird I, to me. I've never had anything like it. Mm-hmm. I like Did you it, I taste it? Yeah. Or what do you think? Um, it has kind of a metallic taste to me. Hmm. Maybe that's the bubbles. Yeah. You know. Or 
just my um, uneducated no, I think palate. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, like on the. Aftertaste. On the finish, there's yeah, the something finish. in the back of your tongue mm-hmm. that's a little like... Like a battery. Like licking batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> For you, that's your experience. <laughs> so maybe you'd like it better with food or something. Yeah, I like yeah. almost everything better with food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see how... My main source of joy. A nice cheese, a fatty cheese. I always oh, want fatty cheese. cheeses yeah. with things that need a little bit of... Well, balance we cheese club too mm. we'll have to do cheese and wine oh that's a good addition yeah. we should yeah. why don't we ever have snacks we just have drink a bunch thinking, of <laughs> when I'm off this stupid cleanse I'm oh, gonna what you're doing? Uh, yeah. it's a competition it's not like <laughs> me trying to be healthy or anything it's just to win <laughs> um, but I was gonna bring like a bunch of pizzas for the first recording after I'm off this cleanse. Oh, yeah? To celebrate. And, like, just get hammered. Heck, oh, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> How long is the cleanse? 30 days. Okay. When did it start? I have a week left. Oh, that's not so. bad. Who's your competition? My brother and sister-in-law. Uh-huh. It's, you know, in their minds, I'm sure it's not a competition. Mm-hmm. But in my family, I feel like we all have that undertone of, no, this is going to be a this everything you know, is a competition yeah, in life come on oh that's kind of cool I should do something like that for the baby weight but it's like I had to wait so long to like drink so I can't <laughs> cleanse that way but definitely <laughs> eating I mean I ate whatever I wanted when I was pregnant so I should just that at least I could not well you already lost yeah. how, how much did your baby weigh he only weighed six pounds, 14 ounces. He lost six pounds, just like that. That's how much I've lost on this cleanse. You're well, good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I lost, initially it was weird. I lost like 12 pounds, but that's like all I've lost. It like won't go away. Hmm. Yeah. You look fabulous. You do. Oh, well, also, you better start running so that we can do that run in July. I, I just started today. Still hurting. I just started. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, my stupid foot is still hurting, so I'm going to try to give it a week. But if it still hurts, I'm going to have to give it more time. Because also your feet change with pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Did they tell you that? No. Yeah. I mean, they get me swollen that. probably, right? Yeah, they get swollen, but also weird stuff. My doctor was like, Do they oh, become yeah, hands? Gonna need- <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, you become, you know, you got to figure out new ways because you could really use more hands in yeah. life, especially with a baby. <laughs> Just so your leg really hands. Great, yeah, if you could like use your feet <laughs> like that. Like and uh chimpanzee does. Yeah. Just throw but somehow we've like morphed from chimpanzees and adapted over time. And lost that. Amazing yeah, we lost skill. that. Which is too Sucks. bad because I really could use you know, just like a, being a nurse, like you could use like six hands. Yeah. We you know? just transitioned to instead of having the the wows, we have phones that we take into the room and scan meds with. Really? And it's really nice, especially on night shift, but I, I like having like my workstation, my, my portable workstation. You know, yeah. I have to, have to carry all the meds and That's the true. phone. I'm all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then if you want to do charting and stuff. Yeah, so I could really use another yeah. set of hands in that situation. <laughs> I love the phones. And I, you know, I think a workstation is great when you're charting, but otherwise I just put everything in my pockets or you know how they'll send meds up from the pharmacy in those big Ziploc baggies. Mm-hmm. I'll just take that, you know. I didn't use the wows for meds at all this week since we got the new phones. It's awesome. Really? Because usually, you know, right around med pass time, all the computers mm-hmm. disappear. And um, <laughs> then as soon as the med pass time is over, there's more than enough computers. Yeah. So it's they, like, weird. Pop- Where were they all? Yeah. Um, they repopulate and then some. It's it's like there's extras and you're, 
just wonder who had two computers. Who had <laughs> who two computers? Who yeah. Took it? Well, you have patients share rooms, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you could have more than one computer and you could, but it, it seems like there's uh, more computers than there are nurses. Really? Yeah. Except when you need them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, I know we have a problem with our computers, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Same. No, never, yeah, or they're always dead, or they just don't work, and they're all broken, and we find them like dying in one room. Does everyone keep throwing <laughs> them in there? Nobody actually like turns them in and says they need work. Do you call a code on the computer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't have time for you. <laughs> Get um, me IT. But no, He's I going like, down. <laughs> I do like to chart when I would give patients meds, because you know they take like 20 meds at mm-hmm. night. <laughs> before bed so usually while they're swallowing their pills it takes a long time so it's just like a good time to get some charting done mm-hmm. you know like the easy charting that's true yeah that is a good way to get charting done is to take a workstation into a patient's room and just stay in there mm-hmm. that's that's the yeah. only way I can do it on day shift sometimes because um they're there's just the phone's constantly ringing yes. even though we have a unit secretary on some days you, somebody else has to, you know, you got to yeah, take turns constant. answering the phone. People come up to you, approach you oh, with yeah. things. So I just hide sometimes. Yeah. And I tell the patient, do you mind if I just hang out in your room a little bit and catch them on my charting? Yeah, that's what I do so. too. Yeah, it's really clever. And the call light, mm-hmm. that's the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nobody ever wants to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a particular CNA He's great. He's a good CNA, but he constantly goes like answers the call light, but won't turn it off. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so annoying. All the time, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Ugh. I know that's always tough, man. Yeah, it's gonna be weird to go back to work. <laughs> are you are you nervous? But do you feel like yeah. you have a little more uh, renewed sympathy because you were just a patient, or are you I just think gonna so, jump but back I think- in? It was like a totally different situation too, you know, just being in the OB, like labor and delivery is just so different than being on another unit because I know those nurses don't have five patients Mm -hmm. or even four. So it's, you know, a totally different world. Like I could tell, like I didn't even feel like I was at the same hospital when I was on the labor and delivery. (laughs) So peaceful. (laughs) Yeah, it was really peaceful. I had like this really nice view. Nice. (laughs) It was like the forest and a creek. I'm like, where is this? Oh, really? Is this yes. Narnia? I, yeah, it was like, didn't even feel like the same place at all. So it's just like a unit you can, no one can go to. Like even our badges don't work over there. So it is like this imagined place. <laughs> You're just going to be like pressing your face yeah, up against the doors, exactly. the windows. <laughs> don't let me back in. But no, really, I do feel, yeah, some empathy for patients and understanding like medication, like side effects and constipation. It's a real thing. Tell us all about (laughs) it. How constipated were you? Pretty constipated. (laughs) I was like, I didn't want to go home until I pooped. (laughs) Were you one of the, did you become one of those patients that's hyper-focused on their poop? I felt like it. I was like, where's the Senna? (laughs) And I'm demanding the nurse. He told me it was BID. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, check check it again. It must be PRN. I'm like... <laughs> but the nurse said he before ordered it. you said <laughs> I, know, I felt like that I'm like let me just see it okay <laughs> no it was pretty funny um so yeah my birth story blah 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 yeah did you it were was you like was quick. it near your due date yeah was it, it was actually 
my due date was February 9th. I went into labor on the 4th and he was born the 5th at four in the morning. Oh, oh wow. So long After day. a C-section. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it went exactly as planned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. I decided I wanted to be in labor for over, about 24 hours and, <laughs> and then have surgery <laughs> after going through labor and All pushing. part of the birth plan. Yeah. All part of the birth plan. <laughs> I want to experience every facet of delivery. <laughs> pushing for hours with all kind of people around. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Tell me about yes. that. So, How was it just like having your body exposed know, to everyone? Was I was like really worried about, you know, and I was kind of like, well, whatever at that time. Cause that's what everyone told me is you're just not going to care. Um, and even, you know, with like my husband being there, cause some people were like, don't let your husband, like they're even nurses. They're like, don't let your husband near that area. What? Like, Yes, they were like, he, he can't unsee it. That's the reason you're there. He was near that area. <laughs> he knows what it's about. Yes, but he doesn't want to see a baby coming out of it. <laughs> Luckily, that didn't happen for me. No baby came out. <laughs> so I'm still intact. Anyway, no, other things, other things. You didn't scar yes. you I'm missed sure your opportunity to totally scarred, just I'm sure, yes. But he was strong. He was strong for me. So yeah, after hours... Of pushing. Let's see. They did Pitocin because I wasn't really having contractions. So they had to go through all that. He thought, I got the epidural. He thought that looked pretty awful. Just getting a big needle on your spine. That <laughs> so sounds, like, sounds awful. awful. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that looks terrible. And I will tell you, I did not expect the contraction pain to be so bad. I was like dying. What is it like? Pitocin, I think, you know, makes it worse. Um, which Pitocin is a natural occurring hormone in your body. But when they give it to you artificially, it can make your contractions like just even more intense. Um, how to explain it? I don't even... Is it like a it's crushing? A I feel like I've already blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Good. But no, it was... I, you know, I thought it'd be cool. I was like bouncing on the ball. I was going to see how it went. I figured I'd want an epidural, but I was like bouncing on the ball. And she's like, how about we try some fentanyl? And I was like, okay, we'll try that first. And Just IV fentanyl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then... We did that, and the first dose didn't really, like, it touched me, but it not a lot. Like, I was like, oh, I think I need more. And she's like, yeah, that was, like, a really low dose I gave you. And then she said, how about we try heroin? <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. she's like, how about we get back in bed? I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. Because after that, I was like, that fentanyl, man. That hit is, you hard? Yeah, hit me hard. I've, like, never taken any pain meds, you know, nothing like that. So... I was like, damn, this, this feels good. <laughs> I'll get I was ready to take a nap after that. But it wears off quick because it is through the IV. That reminds me of one time uh, Ryan was in the hospital. This is before we met. And he had pneumonia. And it was really, really painful. And he ended up getting some IV Dilaudid. Mm. And he said it just slowed down. And his a friend from work happened to come visit him right after he got the Dilaudid. And he brought a bunch of nudie magazines as a joke. <laughs> and he was like, hey, Rich. How's it going, man? And Rich that's talked to him talking. a little bit. He, that's how it sounded <laughs> in his head. And then he just kept saying it over and over. How's it going, Rich? It's good to see you, man. Hey, Rich, how's yeah, it, it going? It does make you do funny things, <laughs> these meds. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, especially if you've never yeah, had them before. It's like a whole weird thing. Yeah. So I finally, yeah, I did the fentanyl. And then, of course, I never want to like call the nurses. <laughs> Tessa mm -hmm. was like, call the nurse. You're in pain. It's mm -hmm. time for the epidural. And I'm like, no, I don't want to bother them. He's like, just call. And that's, I did have one nurse. She's like, no, you're not, you're not a nurse today. Like, you're the patient. 
like, you're not bothering us. Just call, like, if you need anything. But it's just such a weird feeling, you know, when you're the nurse. You don't want to touch the call light. It feels weird. You don't well, want to bother anyone. You shouldn't worry about it because the nurses are all just sitting around playing cards anyway. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Especially over on <laughs> labor and delivery. <laughs> <laughs> No, I want to talk about that later anyway, the, the card comment. Yes. But anyway, go yeah. on. Um, finally did the epidural. By 10 p.m., I was fully dilated, so we start the pushing. And apparently, I was pushing for four or five hours, which I didn't realize. Ugh. Yeah, they had me, like, Gosh. rest, like, for a half hour on my side because he just was wedged in there, they said. And my doctor's like, maybe he's bigger than we think, you know? <laughs> So we had no idea what every what pregnant woman wants to hear. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like he would disappear for a while. I'm pretty sure he, you know, he went to take a nap in the doctor's lounge. Like then he would reappear and we'd push some more. And I guess nothing was happening. They were like, do you want to, do you want a mirror? And I'm like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm experiencing it. I'm good. I, I don't, don't need, need to see, see what it. people are seeing. Yeah. Um, I'm already like, whatever. People I've been told there. you can't unsee this. Yes. Yeah. So. So I don't want to see it. Like, I'm just going to pretend everything's good. For the self-esteem of my vagina, I'd like to yeah. avoid. Yeah. And despite, for people that are worried about getting an epidural and the pushing, like, my doctor, did, the doctor did it perfect. The anesthesiologist, I could still feel. I was still having, like, a little bit of pain even. Um, like, there's even a button, kind of like a PCA, that you should be able to push. But it was weird. Like, the nurses didn't tell me about it. It was like they didn't want me to push it. <laughs> Really? Yes. Hmm. I wonder why. Well, one was like, oh, let me know if you want to push it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell her. Like, and you know, it's just, I was trying to be tough, but it is weird. I still feel what? pain. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to see both sides of this. Because maybe they would want to give you something else besides whatever well, med I mean, it, was in. It is. What was in it? It was like a combination of fentanyl and something, but it goes, you know, it's not, <clears throat> you know, it's all systemic or like you're feeling it just in that region mm-hmm. mm. you're not feeling it <clears throat> like in, it's not going in an IV it's just yeah, it's below just, the yeah. level of the yeah, spinal so it's not oh, like okay. affecting your mentation you know not like when I got the fentanyl through the IV I <laughs> wonder so I if know. it's because they wanted to find the balance of you being able to feel so that you could push at the right time so they didn't want you to just feel nothing you know Yeah, and but at the same it, time but... they should have empowered you and just told you that you know right. let yourself feel a little bit um, you know don't take the pain away so much that you don't know what's going yeah. on but, and that was so what they strange. did not explain well yeah I mean that might not even yeah. be what I'm just speculating I have know nothing yeah, about I L&D mean, I think but, that might be but no one told me until later I'm like can I push that button because I was <laughs> having more pain and they explained to me too because by then I would pushed so much he was lower so it wasn't really you know the epidural was at a certain level in your spine and now he was lower so I was having pain in other places mm. Hmm. I don't know. It was just like a weird feeling because at first when I got the epidural, my feet were numb, you huh. know, like my legs were numb and then it, that kind of wore off and I was able to move. And that's why they said it was like the perfect epidural because I could feel the contractions enough to push and mm-hmm. move my legs and not be like completely numb and useless. <laughs> but despite all that, <sighs> it still wasn't coming. <laughs> So then pretty much at three something in the morning, my doctor's like, so you've been pushing like five hours. We can, you know, I'd recommend we try the vacuum if you're okay with that. And if that doesn't work, we're going to have to do a C-section. This just keeps getting better. I was like, well, of course, yes, let's do the vacuum. He's like, we have to get the pediatrician in here. Like all the nurses. We have to get housekeeping. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't even know who was in there. It was a party They like wheel in a Stanley steamer. So I was like... (laughs) 
I was extremely happy about all these people coming in, but I was like, let's just get this baby out, you know? Yeah, and you're we're pushing, and point. yeah, I guess I was getting tired and weak, but I didn't realize that. And they wouldn't let me eat after I got the epidural, and they gave me some ice chips. That was it. So, anyway. I was getting, I was like starving the whole time during the pushing period because oh, <laughs> it is a lot of work mm-hmm. you didn't even realize it. Especially for five hours. I mean, just imagine going on a jog for five hours. Blah. I know. That's a long time. Yeah. I know. And it's just, it went by so quick because you're just, it's like three minutes of pushing or whatever it is. And then I don't even know, like two minutes of rest. So it's <laughs> interval training. In yeah, exactly. <laughs> With your uterus. <laughs> With everything, everything. <laughs> so yes, by then if it was a big party. Everyone was just in there. I recognized the respiratory therapist that was in there, and I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> like, hey, I don't think you knew it was me. I was pretty unrecognizable at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and each time we were, pu- I was pushing. My doctor's pulling. My husband said he was like using all his strength, like all his muscle power, to like pull on whatever this suction thing looks like. A and plunger. each time it would be like a pop, you know, and I thought the baby came like popping out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no, what a like, down. it was popping off his head. So they only try it three times and pretty much he was like, okay, we have to go do a C-section. And I was kind of like, what? It was like after that, everything went kind of dark. Like I don't even know. I felt like I was not in my own body. I got super nauseous. Like I just felt weird, like totally... Like, like this is from not the meds they were giving you, or no? From I just think from exhaustion yeah. and just like what the heck is happening and surreal experience, you know, just, like, really like, surreal, like and having like being the center of it all, but yeah. having no control. Yeah, like all of a sudden I'm like, what is happening? This is not my life. I'm not supposed to be a patient. <laughs> like, what? Why am I going in the OR? <laughs> like it was just a weird feeling, and I got super nauseous, and I was like so thirsty, but of course they wouldn't let me drink and. He gave me something for nausea, but it wasn't Zofran. It was like Pepsid. And I was kind of like, this isn't going to do anything. And of course, <laughs> I'm try not. To trick I me. hadn't eaten, which I was thankful <laughs> at that point. <laughs> and then I'm in the OR and the anesthesiologist. Like I was still, I was like dry heaving into a bag. And so then the anesthesiologist gave me Zofran and that helped a lot. But it was just like really crazy. And I felt like they were tugging at me. Like I couldn't feel anything, but... It was just like they were tugging me. I was numb, but I just felt like they were like all up in my insides. Like they were all the way up to my chest cavity. Um, can I tell you something? So I've witnessed one C-section before. Yeah. And they tug. So yeah. <laughs> this was so awful to watch. So I'm glad you didn't see everything down there. Yeah. But so I watched a doctor that I used to work for do a C-section and he had his partner, another OBGYN come down and assist with it. And so they made the small incision and then they, you know, open up a little space so that they can you know, make yeah. a way for the baby. But then they each stood on one side of the patient. They each put both hands on either side of the incision and pulled back with their entire body weight. Yeah. Don't they take the whole uterus out of the body? I believe they do. I think they might. Yeah. So to get it out, you know, they were just, they were pulling and stretching the muscle mm-hmm. apart so that they could, uh, yeah, make a space for it. what I've heard. It was I've awful. Yeah. It was awful to watch. And the it, lady, you know, she didn't feel that exactly yeah. because she was, you know, had, and, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but I would just remember thinking, I'm never going to do this ever. <laughs> I mean, I already knew I didn't ever want to have a baby, but I was just like, that looks like the worst thing oh I've ever God. seen. And so now you've been through it. <laughs> Yay, I've been through the worst thing ever. <laughs> that I've ever seen. How crazy is it? How, like they take that part of your body apart, but then you 
heal. Like the body knows how to heal. I know it's so, really crazy. It's so weird. After such a violent event. I know. I know. They were big guys too. It was like two football player sized dudes putting their whole weight into pulling someone's body oh, apart. Yeah. No, I had the two doctors for sure. And then there's all the nurses, like the the scrub tech, which is like their CNA, but they're also trained to scrub in. Then the pediatrician, the anesthesiologist, like my husband's next to me. <laughs> there's a big party in there. Your but dear you know, Aunt I Sally. Like, I like <laughs> and I was just like nauseous and super out of it. And I couldn't stop shaking and... Anyway, eventually, <clears throat> I knew they got him out, and I think I heard a cry right away, but then I didn't hear anything, and I was so tired. I was just like, you know, didn't even think of it, and then I realized I haven't, I don't hear crying, and then then we did hear crying, and I heard my husband, like, sigh, kind of relief, and then they told me, and I couldn't see anything. It was, like, making me very anxious, because they have the big screen up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I, the drape over me. And so I can't see anything. And I'm like, what's happening? And they're like, no, he's good. And like the anesthesiologist kept encouraging me, but I was super out of it. <laughs> it was like, I kept going dark. You know, I felt like my blood pressure was dropping. I thought oh. I heard someone say laceration, but apparently not. <laughs> 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 I thought I was bleeding out. I told my husband, I, I'm going to need blood. And oh, that's <laughs> so awful. And then you just know too much. That's what we were talking about earlier. You know, being a nurse. <laughs> Yeah, you know what could go wrong, so you're looking, yeah. you're like looking for those moments. And it was funny because the <laughs> anesthesiologist, when I first went in, he just happened to say to me, like, oh, what do you do for a living? I think he was just making conversation. And then they all knew that I worked there. They were like, oh, she's a nurse here. Oh, shoot. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. And, and the temperature in the room dropped. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, just kidding. Anyway, he was, yeah. Everyone was really great. But unfortunately, they did have to take my baby for about an hour to the NICU just because he wasn't like breathing well and initially they said he was stunned and the nurse wouldn't even tell me the APGAR scores really yeah ever no my doctor did later but okay. I told him I was like oh they wouldn't even tell me his APGAR scores you're not supposed to know what that means ma'am <laughs> yeah. yeah you're not supposed to know those things just don't worry about it I think she just didn't want me to worry yeah so, understandable yeah. yeah and they took him I was just so out of it they like sewed me up took me back to the room and then my husband was like, what do I do? Like, where should I go? Like, I don't want to leave you. And I'm like, no, go with him. Like, don't worry about me. And I was so upset though. I was like really upset. That I didn't get to do like the skin, the skin right away. And I was just worried about him. And it's just like a weird feeling. You went through this whole thing and then your baby's not there. Yeah. But I was pretty out of it anyway. I mean, they gave me drugs upon drugs upon drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like I was shaking so bad. The anesthesiologist gave me Demerol and I was like out. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> See, I didn't even think they used Demerol anymore. I, know, I thought that I was think, an old school drug. I think they use it occasionally. Yeah, because I'd read about it for labor. I think they used to do it. Now they don't. I had a patient who uh, was like 86 or something, and he had <clears throat> a small procedure, or a placemaker implanted, and he used to be some sort of surgeon. And so... He um, he had had Lortab for pain meds, and it, he hated it. And so I came in. I'm like, well, knowing he's in the medical field, I'm like, what? What do you want? A Norco or Percocet, something like that? He's like, I'm gonna need 50 milligrams of Demerol. And I was like, we don't do that. And he's like, it's worked for me for my whole career. I'm like, well, it's not 1999 anymore, sir. Because <laughs> we, yeah, we just don't use it anymore. Yeah, the last time I remember hearing about it was when my grandma was in the emergency room. This was 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. I wonder why. Right. I mean, same with fentanyl. 
we only use it in the ICU. I know we're not allowed to give it on our floor. We're not allowed to give it either. Yeah. But they I use it all the time. I think I've OR. used it on some floors before. Certain hospitals do different things. You know, um, ketamine is coming back. As yeah. a yeah, there, there was a hospital. Yeah, the street. <laughs> bad um, joke, bad joke. Sorry. They uh, a certain hospital I worked at. They were putting all of their patients on ketamine drips after ortho procedures. Um, a ket- really? I can't remember if it was a ketamine PCA or what, but anyway, apparently there was some benefit to it, and if you dose it appropriately, whatever. I don't remember, but it was really weird because certain drugs that they go out of fashion or they stop yeah. using them for some reason and then they come back around. That's like amiodarone is like the hottest cardiac med to give ever. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, they, that's the first thing they do now. They don't even go to any like cardizem or anything like that. It's just straight to amiodarone. Oh, you're talking about drips if someone's in just, AFib yeah, in the like hospital? Yeah, just like a fad of medication. Yeah. I know, that is weird. That's yeah. true. People love amiodarone, and it's strange that they would choose that over diltiazem because of all the different side effects you can get. Yeah, and it's like its half life, I think, is twenty three days. Oh, yeah. yeah, I heard it's crazy. Wow. Well, it's strange that people go back into rapid AFib after we stop it. <laughs> I, I know. So I know. <laughs> That's a shame. Um, anyway. <laughs> So you got the Demerol. How was it? I got the Demerol. Then I was out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then after that, I was back in the room and feeling much better. I was like ready to eat. They brought my baby in. Everything was good. Yeah. How long were you in the hospital for? Ended up being, so I went in on a Monday morning and we left Friday because I was in labor like that whole first day. (laughs) So then it was like, we stayed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. And I actually got cleared to go home Thursday. Yeah, but we decided to stay one more night, and I could have stayed one more night based on, you know, with insurance and everything, mm-hmm. but we were ready to get out. There's just too many, like, opinions. Like, I was telling Sarah before, it's just exhausting to be in the hospital. You don't get any rest. Hmm. Weird, huh? <laughs> No way. Yeah. yeah, you really don't. <laughs> you mean you don't sleep through us? Sucks. <laughs> getting your blood pressure and sticking a thermometer in your mouth Yeah, and that was the bad part. I mean... It was like the doctors come in and then you have your baby too. So mm. it's like, you're already not sleeping. The pediatrician comes in first thing in the morning. They unswaddle the baby that you just got to sleep and they come and oh, do their assessment. Jeez. No, that's so <laughs> frustrating. But yeah, then the nurses would have to do an assessment on you and the baby. So most of the nurses are pretty good and they'd, I'd be like, oh, he just went to sleep. And so, you know, they have 12 hours to like come do yeah. the assessment. So I'm like, they were good about coming back later. But I can understand, you know, when you're super busy as a nurse and you want to get these things done. But I'm yeah. like, they don't, there was like one other person there, one other patient with her baby. Yeah. So I was like, you're fine. <laughs> I wonder, do they, ha- how often do they have to do assessments? Once a shift or? I think it's just once a shift. It might be different when the first 24 hours, I don't know, mm-hmm. or after the C-section. I know there were certain things they were checking me oh, for. Oh, sure. They yeah. Kept looking at my incision and mm-hmm. they did vitals a lot in the first 24 hours. Hmm. Of course, like after surgery and all that. But yeah, so then that stopped. And I noticed that stopped for him too because they were checking the baby's temperature quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. And now you have this perfect little creature. Yeah. He's so cute. He is cute. I call yeah, him the booby him. monster though because the first few weeks or month, the first couple months <laughs> that you after you oh, had him, he always just wanted to be nursing. Oh, yeah, that's what yeah, you that's always talked true. about. He always just wanted to be nursing. Yeah. 
He just wants the boob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the boob monster. <laughs> the boob monster. That's, that's going to be his one. nickname forever. Even when he's a teenager, I'm going to call him the booby monster. Oh, he's going to be so was. embarrassed. <laughs> that's what I was saying. My theory is on, on dudes and why they're so into boobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it starts yeah, totally at birth. Freudian right there. Especially the ones that were breastfed too long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right? I know some people who've breastfed their kids for a really long time, and I'm I'm going to be interested to see what type of kid they grow in grow yeah. up to be. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, here's something embarrassing that I'll admit. Uh, so you know how I have six brothers and sisters. So my mom was basically pregnant most of the time when I was growing up, or having a small baby and nursing a small baby, um, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say this. <laughs> well, we can always cut it out. You're, you're already getting flushed right now. <laughs> it's not only embarrassing for me, but also for my mom. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, for example, let's say she was nursing one of my little brothers. And then I, as a young child, would uh, run over and be like, I want some. And she would just, from the distance that we are apart, squirt some in my mouth. <laughs> that is a true talent. <laughs> well, she had a lot of practice. <laughs> you guess, you remember? I mean, no, you yeah, I was like five or six or something. <laughs> Breast milk is delicious. Well, I'll be sure to bring some next time for Sarah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> or right now. It's gonna be a little sore. <laughs> Can you do it from there? I'll be so impressed. Hey, this week on Whining with Nurses, milk. Breast milk. <laughs> what do you think? Wine. What do we smell what in this? What is this breast milk? <laughs> What's it trying to eat today? I'm getting um, lavender and uh, a smoothie and <laughs> some spinach and kale. <laughs> it is supposed to be a really good protein, right? A lot Probably. of bodybuilders buy it online for big bucks. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Another way you could make money after this. Yeah. If you don't want to go back to work full time, you can just sell your breast milk on the black market. Just <laughs> keep true. on pumping. On Craigslist, yeah. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. You don't even have to, go, have to go to the black market. <laughs> you really could. People need and want breast milk donors, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Plus the bodybuilders. That would be the right thing to do. Plus people with strange fetishes. <laughs> so, you know. You got a whole market there. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, but I'll be done. I'll be like so done with pumping and breastfeeding and the yeah. mm. goal is to make it to a year, but we'll see. Okay. It takes a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You have to plan <laughs> so much of your life around it, right? Yeah, you do. You have to think ahead and all the so, time. Yeah. Like you were asking earlier about the caffeine. I'm like, I don't care anymore about caffeine. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, getting I it. Give it up enough when I was, yeah, he's getting it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to hurt him. Not like when you're pregnant and they're all worried about it. So you said you had a pretty good experience with most yeah. of the nurses. Mm-hmm. This is where the story gets really good. Yeah, but there was one nurse you didn't really yep. get along with super well. This is where it sucks being a patient. Not to shame the nurse or anything, but let's hear the experience. Yeah, because no, I'm not going to shame the nurse. Mm-hmm. It teaches us, if yeah. nothing else, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it probably wouldn't happen to any of us, but because, you know, postpartum area of nursing is like such a special area because you're taking care of an adult patient and a baby. So this particular nurse, and she was the one I had right when I went to postpartum. So I was like pretty out of it because we hadn't slept since, you know, the day before oh, <laughs> and went through the whole surgery and labor and all that. So we, <laughs> um, she is the type of person that probably is just better with the babies than mm-hmm. adults. So I was pretty out of it. Let's see, we went over there. We finally were going to get a nap and there was some beeping going on every time I'd fall asleep. 
<laughs> and I knew what it was because I work at this hospital and we put pull socks on patients. <laughs> and of course I just had surgery. I'm not like out of bed yet and I can hear it, but I'm like trying to peep over my shoulder. Like what's happening over there? Like is my oxygen dropping and what's happening? But I figured it was my heart rate because I have a naturally low heart rate. I told them all in the L and D, my heart rate is low. So I knew it was dropping. And every time I fell asleep, it would go off. She didn't give me my call light. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Oh, that's a cardinal sin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the first thing they teach you in nursing school. Give the patient their call light. Like the students know it. Yeah, knows yeah. It. Um, my husband's sleeping on the couch and I don't want to like yell at him like, Hey, go get the nurse. Cause I'm just so tired. I'm like, Oh, I just want to sleep. So I, I'm like trying to sleep through it and she has it on my toe. So she finally comes in and I'm like, Oh, Hey, like the pulse ox is going off. I think my heart rate's dropping under 50. Um, maybe we can change the parameters. And she knows that I work there and that I'm a nurse. And, she's and plus like, that's lingo that only, you know, someone yeah, who works yeah, in healthcare exactly. would know. Mm-hmm. Can we change the parameters on yeah, this monitor? I'm like rude. I'm like, hey, like I'm trying to nap. And we, she's like checking the connection on my toe. And I'm like, she's like, okay, it should work now. I'm like, no, it's not the connection. Like it's going off because my heart rate is dropping. Yeah. When my she's heart like, rate is 48, it beeps. Light. Yeah. So then she does give me my call, like, okay, if it happens again, let me know and just call. But it happened again, like right away. And I didn't want to call because it's I'm so just tired. against our instinct, like, too. She's not understanding me. And I think I even did say it again at one point. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I just let it go. I didn't really get much of a nap. <laughs> and I don't think my husband did either. Oh, that sucks. I know. Then I was having pain at my incision and I asked for an ice pack. Um, the ice, there was like an ice pack on like my vagina area. Cause mm-hmm. that's usually probably where most women are having pain. And she checked that. She's like, Oh, I can get you a new one. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm actually having pain on my incision or my abdomen really hurts. Do you have the ice packs? Like we have on my unit, which are these long ones that we have on ortho. She's like, Oh, those, no, we don't have those here. That was like the only answer she gave me instead of being like, Oh, I can call them or I can call central supply. Or to go do get, that. Yeah, go get one. Yeah. yeah. Just run off the unit, go get like, it. Okay. It'll like, be good to take a little you know. trip somewhere else in the hospital. It's always good to get off the unit. <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, they could just, we have a tube system. They could have sent it to her. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure she only had one other patient. Sheesh. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. It's just those a couple really little, th- like little things for her it that could have yeah. affected your experience. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I just felt like the whole time we were trying to chat with her and, like, warm her up. And I'm like, you shouldn't be like that as the patient. Yeah, right. Especially how I am as the nurse. Like, I'm chatting with my patients, like, trying to learn about them. and Gain their trust. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get to know them. That's what I like to do as a nurse anyway, Mm -hmm. especially if you have time. I mean, it's like she definitely had time. She seemed annoyed my family was there. It was like they finally got to come in, my husband's family, and visit. And, you know, she said something snarky, like, they're holding the baby, like, he should really be swaddled. I'm like, okay, then how about you fucking show us how to do that? Because I'm pretty sure my husband's never done that. I haven't done it since nursing school, and I'm stuck in this bed. Yeah. So, because I just had surgery. <laughs> so, like, you know, maybe say something like, oh, let me show you how to swaddle him. Because it could get a little chilly. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, he should really be swaddled. Yeah. Yeah, so. You don't know like, what you're doing, obviously. Yeah, that's like what she did. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just kind of, like, swoop in. I'm like, okay, like, we've never had a baby before. So, Help us. Yeah, help, help me. me. <laughs> that's not, yeah, and it's, that's a situation you've been through a ton already, and you just like kind of want some nurturing yeah. input rather like than. I was exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She just seemed annoyed by us. 
It's a good reminder to me, you know, and all nurses. Totally. You get busy and you just lose sight of what you're doing. And, you know, sometimes there's other things and they just stress you out and then you let it you know, slough off onto the patient, slough off like a wound that we're taking care of. Um, So yeah, I guess it's just a good reminder to really listen. Because yeah, you were telling her what the problem was and she ignored it and thought, no, it's what I think it is. Hmm." I know, and that's even knowing like what was happening. And then our patients that have no medical background or just everything is so overwhelming to them because they just had surgery or Mm -hmm. something was so unexpected and... Yeah, so it is a good reminder. And then if you're having a bad day, not to reflect that onto your patient. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That can be tough to do sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, especially when, um, I don't know, when you're just having one of those days that you're just slammed, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like everything's going wrong and like even little things are just keep piling up, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's still not. I mean, as much as you want it to be, you can't let that show to the patient. Right. It's not their fault. Yeah. Unless it is. Unless it is. Sometimes sometimes it is. is. Yeah. Yeah, And then we're over here trying to be all cheery and have had any sleep and trying to make her feel better. Yeah. Take care of her. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how it should be. Yeah. So I made sure in my HCAP score to, or my HCAPs, you know, the HCAPs that we have to do for the hospital, like I made sure to discuss, what's the HCAPs? Um, what does it stand for? Asked Cat sitting aside who's here, but not yeah, <laughs> not talking on this podcast. <laughs> it's their um, yeah. what? What? Like Who raised their hand in the audience? Scores. <laughs> um, it's a bunch of bullshit, really. But. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> agreed. It's, it's how we they measure reimbursement. It's a Medicare driven thing, right? So yeah. people fill out surveys about their satisfaction in the hospital. Also, they look at how many UTI. Um, associated with a fully catheter, how many of those happen with patients in the hospital, how many infections related to central lines happen, how many falls. Um, So just quality things. So those sorts of things make sense to me, but patient satisfaction survey, why should that drive anything with reimbursement? Because nobody has a good time in the hospital, first of all. And even if you get really good care, I can see how you would look back on the experience and be like, that sucked. And here's what a bunch of people could have done to make it less sucky. And people's expectations are often that a hospital should be like a hotel Mm -hmm. and you should get room service and concierge and everything should be. And it's it's like we, the nurses were just trying to work within the environment we're in. You know, there's just, there's so much out of our control too Mm -hmm. that we're just trying, and we're trying to work within that. Like we just have to take vitals every four hours. Yeah. that's ultimately for the patient's Sorry, safety. Sorry, we disturbed you. <laughs> we didn't want you to die. Yeah. That's what we were saying. But did you die? Are you alive to take the survey? <laughs> and some um, patients are really understanding about those things. They're like, yeah, just do what you have to do. I know it's just what you have to do. But some people are just really, it's a shocker, you know, that we interrupt their day to yeah. do the care of why they're in the hospital. And that's why I tried to be you know, open-minded. And I knew like going to the hospital, we were going to get this served. And it honestly wasn't terrible. But, I mean, they always had to bring me, like sometimes the nurses were nice and at night they weren't busy on L&D. So they took our baby and watched him so we could try to get some sleep without him fussing. And they would just bring him in to me to feed, which was frequently because it's like a newborn, like their stomachs are teeny. Oh, it's they been 15 minutes. Time to wake up and <laughs> breastfeed again. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so you're already not going to get rest because of that, having a baby, but 
Yeah, I, I could tell they actually were trying to minimize how many times they came in. They didn't make me call to go to the bathroom like we usually do on all the other units mm-hmm. in the falls. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was, that's why usually L&D and postpartum get pretty good HCAP scores. Because everybody's happy. It's like yeah. the only ones and they're not at our hospital. They're, yeah, they're, not, they're healthy people. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, and people, yeah, went for a happy thing. The HCAPs does stand for Hospital Consumer Assessment of Healthcare Provider and Systems. So I know it's a national standardized report, basically. So it is comparing units nationally, like the ortho units. So, for example, I work on orthopedics. You guys work on cardiac. So it's comparing it between like all nationally, like what, like if we're doing low, if we're not doing well, it's because we're falling behind nationally. It's not hospital to hospital. It's unit per unit. It is. Because that makes more sense because there's some units that are just going to suck. Just the nature of the unit, well, like exactly. a telemetry. Yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> ours. I'm sure are pretty low, <laughs> but like uh, a cancer unit, even though that's a really sucky diagnosis, and you might be having some treatments that are re- super uncomfortable, the nurses there are amazing, and oh, they have so different sweet. resources. Oh, yeah, the patients and always love their nurses. Yeah, the focus is different, and and, the and families. So involved. Yeah, yeah, so maybe they would have higher scores overall. So that's good to know because I didn't know they were comparing unit to unit they rather are. than. But that is why it can be a problem too because some hospitals have more help. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we can't really help that we don't have the money. You know, yeah. our hospital's not giving us more care partners or the, to the help actual us. like um, facility. You know, mm-hmm. one thing I know night shift, it's noise is such a huge. Oh, yes. um, influence into our HCAP scores and all of our doors on the unit slam shut. Like Like the nutrition room, the supply room, the soiled utility room, the break room door, they just make the loudest noise. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, our room has to be turned over, right? And Mm -hmm. so it's like we transfer patient Mm -hmm. out at three in the morning to ICU, the room has to be turned over and cleaned. Mm -hmm. Like there's just like I was saying, certain things within that environment that just can't be helped. That's true. And what is BS about this is when you're filling out the survey, it asks you how often did this happen? Like never, sometimes. Most of the time or always. always. You only get a positive point if you had said always. Yeah. So like my call light was answered promptly. Promptly, yeah. You only get a positive point if you said always. Which never happens. That's why I, my unit is like, never. <laughs> yeah, and we have a part of it as another like medicate, going over medications with patients. And I know every time people in our unit give a med, we say, this is, you know, uh, Lipitor. It's for your cholesterol. And we give it to them. That's, we do that. Mm-hmm. We make that effort. But they didn't have that experience where we sat down and said this and this, you know, and had like, a med review per se, but as we're taking care of them, we're going over it. But because of the way the questions worded, they're, they say, right. no, they didn't go over my meds with me. Yeah. Or they just forget or they're just not thinking. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Or they're burnt out. Yeah. Like, I mean. They can't remember everything that yeah. happened. They just were like, no, I didn't get to the bathroom quick enough. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> like, no, no, you answered my call like quick enough. Oh, man. Yeah. But. That was a real bummer note. We got to find how to bring a whole room of nurses down. Anyway, L&D always gets positive, but I gave them some 
I give them honest feedback. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, like most of the time it was like this. And then I did have this one nurse and I made sure to write it in there too because there's a section you can write in. And I said, she even knew I worked here and unfortunately this is the experience I had. Yeah. How hard would it have been for her to just go get an ice pack? I mean, it's just such an easy thing, you it know? It is an easy thing. We do, like, I do it like 20 times a day. Yeah. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. It just makes me feel like oh, hot, hot behind the neck. Like, oh, what did I do like that? She's like, no, no ice pack. How about some gelotted? <laughs> would you like some heroin, sweetheart? We don't have any ice, but we do have heroin. Yes, please. <laughs> Oh, yes. Well, I'm glad you made it through all that and you look just I like survived. your old self. You didn't oh, like, you know, fall apart. You're not like still bleeding and wounded. <laughs> I don't know. I always think of birth as some big traumatic thing, but people do it every day. It, it was traumatic. It is. Yeah. And that did take me out for a good week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The surgery and everything. Yeah. And then it did. Yes. The constipation thing will lasted. Oh yeah, let's all, talk about poop birth. real quick. I forgot. Yeah, that's my favorite, part. Yeah, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I mean, first of all, there's birth. I think birth in general makes you constipated. Then you're on pain meds. Yep. And that's ridiculous. And then you had surgery. And my mm-hmm. doctor's like, you're fine. Like he wasn't too worried. He's like, you're passing gas. And I'm like, this is exactly what I would tell my patient, but I want to have a bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how uncomfortable that is. Yeah. You know, you don't, yeah. I'm like, oh, they're constipated, whatever. I know. It's it like low made, on my it, priority It was list, really but. only a couple of days. I don't know how our patients, some of them go like a week. We, yeah. Uh, Even I cry. I mean, I actually will cry if it's been more than a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have Drug to go every queen. day or I'll cry. Even if it's like just a little bit and I feel like I'm not sufficiently emptying mm-hmm. my bowels, I like get really upset. <sighs> no, I know. I did I too. Feeling. I got really focused on mine. And th- during this cleanse, oh, yeah. I thought I would be like the most regular person <laughs> ever. But I think I'm absorbing so many nutrients from the food I'm eating that there's nothing left. <laughs> like I don't know what's going on, oh, but it's not as satisfying. As no I was roughage like salads and and you know just fibrous vegetables back me up sometimes too. Roughage, yeah, roughage. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to make you go more, but I think that's only if you're not used to eating those things. I, mean, I have to balance it, you know, with the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I was like doing prune juice at the hospital. I was doing the cold. I'm like, I've never done this. Like I do, made it, make it for my patients all the time. You know, the slew of like the hot prune juice with the apple juice and <laughs> oh. the made it for me. I'm like, give it a hospital cocktail. No, I've yeah. never done that. Really? Prune juice, apple juice, and then and what? You warm it up. You warm it up? Mm-hmm. I just usually do prune juice. It's made, it makes such a difference if it's mm-hmm. heated up. Huh. I don't yeah. Know. It's like, except I was like, ew, I was like, I'd rather have it cold. Huh. Was it good? It was horrible, but I, I was like, I'd rather do this than prunes, but... Really? I love prunes. Really? Yeah, me too. <laughs> really? They're like them. giant raisins that are sweeter. Ew, I don't like raisins. That's you know what I had for the first time in my life recently? A date. Mm. Not oh, really? I, I do mean, like, like the fruit. You went on your first date? <laughs> <laughs> my first date. It sucked. No. Uh, yeah, they're delicious. Yeah, those mm. are good. And you oh. add a little like goat cheese and mm. pear. And bacon. And bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bacon not? wrap dates. Oh. With goat cheese. Really good. There we go. Let's do it. That's a dinner. The next podcast. Talk about ending on a high note. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I felt like I was going to break open my incision. Oh, with he the was poop? Like, You're fine with trying to poop. Uh huh. Strain. Yeah. Because it's a weird feeling. It really was painful. Like, it was just so painful. And you feel fragile, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. this incision. Yeah. 
right down there. Yeah. Yeah. You should get like, one of those little pillows to brace yourself, you know, and well, a, splint, I don't know why a vagina splint. That is exactly what I tell my patients. <laughs> but guess what? I dumb dumb didn't think of it when she's a patient herself. Because <laughs> <laughs> one of my nurses was like, oh yeah, like use the pillow. I'm like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> That's what I totally tell someone that just had like heart surgery, but when it came to myself and not think of that. I'm the same. When I'm sick, I'm not a nurse. I'm like, I don't feel good. Yeah. They're like, you really should walk. I'm like, I'm good here. <laughs> Just bring me some more meds. Just kidding. No, at first I was really against taking pain meds. My doctor's like, just take the oxy. I'm like, holy shit, oxy. Just take the drugs, ma'am. Just take the drugs. Yeah. The Tylenol was not cutting it. Oh, really? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a surprise. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I've talked enough about me. Well, it's really good to have you back. Yeah. And it's good to be back. Yeah. We'll be seeing more of you, hearing more yes, about Jen. Absolutely. Um, and thanks for Jen listening, everybody. Oh, yeah. And Jax. of Jen and Jax. I don't think we even That's, said his name. I know. I didn't know yet. Yeah. That's his name. Is it Jackson or Jax? Just Jax. Oh. Just Jax. The Isn't girl X? who just had a baby on our unit. She's naming him Jax. Yeah, Jackson. Wait, did she have X. him? Yeah, she <gasps> had him. I didn't know. Oh Aww. my gosh, That's that exciting. baby. It is her. Really? That same peaceful, calm presence. Like, oh, hey. The newborn was Everything's just great. Like, wow. Yes. <laughs> she, she's amazing. And it's a boy too. And it's a boy. Wow. Aww. So beautiful. Well. All the boys. Yay. All the babies. Welcome, babies. Welcome yes. back, Jen. And um, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at www.nurses. Uh, wait. Write to us at www.nurses at gmail.com and find us on those other places at Whining W Nurses. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get that down yeah. eventually. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers.